0: Good news, everyone. God's not dead. He just needs a better agent. flophouse i'm dan mccoy
1: hey guys i'm Stuart wellington
0: hey buds i'm elliot kalen hey it's actually legitimately been a while you know it has I you guys are it's been a while and those time. words are meaningless most of the time but we banked a few um <laughs> because you and i Elliot, that's, bu-
1: that's business lingo
0: right yeah that's business lingo <laughs> <for> they're in <laughs> the can <laughs> that's the toilet but lingo <laughs> Uh, but, um, there was, uh, there were vacations, you it had a, you guys child. have been vacationing yeah. like crazy lately. hmm Tell me about it. It's been a lot of travel,
2: unrelated to the movie that we watched tonight, and not worth getting into. <laughs> okay. Um. But the, suffice to say, it's been a long time since the three of us were in a room together
0: mm-hmm. Talking movie Trapped stuff. here. <laughs> Trapped here. Trapped here. Trapped I- here. Hot room because the air conditioner is off. Unlike previous episodes where the sound was shitty,
2: and as many flop house fans are unaware, uh, we actually have been cursed so that once every two weeks we are trapped in a room by the Baba Yaga, or as Dan knows it, the Strega Nona, <laughs> until we talk for roughly an hour about a bad movie. Mm-hmm. In which case the locks undo themselves, the door creaks open, and a voice says. <laughs> Until next Wipe
0: time, Floppers! Wipeout! Ice
2: way, Park!
0: Um, so, here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, that's yeah. the biggest
2: introduction in the history of anything. It's a great transition. <laughs> next Not month. even a transition.
0: <laughs> next month is uh, the holiest month of the Flophouse calendar, Shocktober. Shocktober. Yep. And what better way to celebrate Shocktober than to ease into it with a little something we're calling Small Vember, where we look at movies that are slightly <laughs> smaller than uh, we normally would look yeah, at yeah. here in the flop house. Yeah, Small Vember. Not, not to say much like October. You
1: know, do we watch movies <laughs>
0: at other times during the year, and we watch smaller movies sometimes at other times during the year. Yeah. But now we're branding it.
1: Elliot, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the first time you heard about Small Vember?
0: Yes,
2: it was when I said we can call it Small Vember <laughs> in
0: an email chain that started two or three days ago. Yep.
2: So, SmallVember is a storied and long, long lived historical thing that we just made up now. What other months will we have to look forward to? Oh, there will be. Perhaps Pornuary. (laughs) The January when we just, hey, why not? Let's just watch hardcore porn. I don't know if it's a bunch of Brazzers videos (laughs) strung together.
1: Or if it's like a compilation tape.
2: Yeah. (sighs) Mm
0: -hmm. Or (laughs) Fredulary. The movie, the month where we only watch movies starring an actor named Fred. Yep, yep, Fred McMurray or uh, Fred Fred, Fred Miller, Miller, Does he? Rogers it? from Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. He probably made a movie, right? I don't think so. Like early in his career, <laughs> yeah. like a Hercules in New York we style did. thing. Yeah, yeah, the
2: exploitation <laughs> adventure film that Fred Rogers made. And and who can forget? Uh, uh,
0: dropped it, Fred. <laughs> But for the kickoff uh, Small Vember uh, movie Inaugural we watched, yeah. First ever Small Vember screening We watched the Christ's...
2: History in the making
0: <laughs> This is the
2: Rosa Parks of small
0: budget movies
2: yeah. <laughs> X-tree, x <X-tree>, Small Vember movie <laughs> names
0: We watched the christ exploitation film uh, God's Not Dead Yeah, starring... oh boy God's Not Dead, you say? Starring this BP, hunks, many times. BP, Bp Tv hunks Kevin Sorbo <laughs> and Dean <DK. laughs> Kane, of Tv beef. Yep,
1: Kevin Smurlow. Uh,
0: Ripley's believe Kevin it or Murlo. not. You better
1: believe it. <laughs> this is the uh, Superman Hercules crossover. Yeah, uh, we've all clamoring for in, in that. They share no the scenes Superman
0: together. Superman Hercules slash fiction. Because that's right, Dean
2: Crane is here too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dean Crane. <laughs>
0: Yeah, mm. old Craw and Dean Crane. And I
2: hope you like the Christian pop band Newsboys <laughs> you're because you're going to because they her. make an inexplicable appearance at the. End. of
1: them because everybody likes them, including uh, one of these Duck Dynasty fellows. Oh, mm. I hope
2: you like Duck Dynasty because there's some of that in this movie too. Yeah, it's like someone, it's, it's like, like someone Dynasty but with ducks. Just, just like did a random internet search for Christian interests and decided yeah. to put all those things into a movie. mm
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. the christian interests, being newsboys duck dynasty and kevin (laughs) Sorbo.
2: the one thing it's missing is if the characters stop at chick-fil-a for lunch at (laughs) some point Mm -hmm. like "Mm, this is a this is a divine sandwich
0: (laughs) (laughs) this sandwich certainly is denying gay people their rights uh wait (laughs) politics Oh, okay. Luckily, the marriage between taste buds and chicken is illegal <laughs> yeah. in this, in this it, state. It's Adam and Delicious, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> Wait, hold on.
2: So, like, Ad, Adam was with, a, like, a, a golden delicious apple? <laughs> no, no,
0: no. Her name was Eve Delicious. Oh. She was a stripper. <laughs>
1: It was delicious sounds like yeah. a,
2: How could she be a stripper if they had no clothes because they had no like knowledge of
0: their nakedness? Name. It was kind of a burlesque routine. She actually put her clothes back on, which oh, made boy. it sexy. Even
2: at the beginning of time, burlesque was a waste of time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let me guess, she Definitely. had history's first ukulele, too.
0: <laughs> but all the oh, the, sep- the serpents thought it was so hip.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really loved the throwback nostalgia to an era that hadn't happened yet. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so... <laughs> What so? What, what do we do here again? Movie. We watch a movie so and talk about it. Oh yeah, that's a, that's what the podcast god's is. Gods not dead. Yeah, bullet rated to R. the gods not head.
2: It's <laughs> not rated R. Rated R for <laughs> religious. <not> head. <laughs> bullet to the godhead. It's the sequel to Bullet to the Head. Mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone's uh, mercenary character Bobo has a bigger <laughs> has a bigger target on his hands this time. The divine godhead itself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the big uh, mob boss calls him in, and he's like, I got a problem. The problem is, God's not dead. <laughs> yeah, God's pr- going to testify against me, <laughs> and the big court case is coming up. It's I need you to take care of that. A Walter
2: Hill-Steve Eilert collaboration. Mm-hmm. Anybody? Anybody? Steve uh, islet? Uh,
0: maker yeah. of the eyelets on your shoes. No, no, no. Slaughtermatic. Anyway, forget it. Okay.
1: The uh, so Kevin Sorbo stars. So in So Kevin movie. Sorbo he has does not star. Doctor Radisson. <laughs> so, so the movie. Owner of the Radisson uh, Hotel chain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Let's before we get to Doctor Radisson, the hotel radical, <laughs> man <laughs> <laughs> the man who was bitten by a radioactive hotel <laughs> <laughs> and given all the powers of an atheistic philosophy professor. Uh, let's start at the beginning, shall we? Mm-hmm. As the Big Bang. <laughs> you see, billions of years ago, something happened. Mm-hmm. And Four that's nerds the hung
0: out. Controversy that God's not dead is hinge- hinged upon. It's all in the book Something
2: Happened by Joseph Heller. Mm-hmm. Do you want to read 400 pages of basically the same four pages over and over again? Read
0: Something Happened by Joseph Heller. Want, do you want to hope that, Take that, Joseph Heller's least known book. I don't, I don't know if it's the least known book. Maybe Good as Gold. Yeah. Do you want to hope that the lightning that struck with Catch-22 strikes again? Read Something Happened. Don't read Picture This. It's a much better book. All
1: right.
2: Anyway, so God is dead, or is we can he? we going to
1: talk about Joseph Heller books some more? Yeah, sure. There's also the
2: God Knows, the story of King David told from his point of
0: view. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I only read the one, so I can't really get too deep in this.
2: Okay, well, um, I'll just file it with Steve Island in authors I've read a bunch of that you guys are not that familiar with. Yeah. And we'll continue with the movie. So, young college student Josh Wheaton... A Joss Whedon, the <laughs> no the and movie not, man? And not noted Will atheist Whedon. Joss Whedon, <laughs> not TV's Will Wheaton, Wesley Crusher. Okay, his name's just Josh, which is a different Josh. Josh Wheaton, Joe Sweet, the,
0: to the wheat thin fortune. No,
1: no, <laughs> Jody Sweet yeah, yeah, Full House star Jody Sweet <laughs> stars as Josh. God's Wheaton. not dead. <laughs> Saying that makes you how rude.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you god it, dude Is what Michelle was saying
1: She's like,
0: we're gonna have a pants-off dance-off Until we're as innocent as Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden Yeah Exactly Anyway, Josh Wheaton, a college student He said
2: this, for the
1: fourth fucking time This philosophy professor is about as welcome as Kimmy Gibbler
2: <laughs> He goes up to that college professor and he says Hey, atheism, cut it out Yep uh, I'll just go play with the beach boys. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> the mascots of full house.
1: They're like you have summoned us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you have struck <laughs> the <laughs> elder runes. You know you, you've got arrived. It's <laughs> though we will play Kokomo.
0: <laughs> it really shows like the different like <laughs> the different worlds that uh, those sitcoms were living in <laughs> that, like Uh, Full House had uh, the Beach Boys, the the non-Brian Wilson Beach Boys, while, uh, you know, Cosby was drawing upon an endless well of classic uh, jazz and funk musicians.
1: Yeah,
2: in the least natural way possible. Hey, you know there was a plot in this episode? Well, let's stop it so we can go hang out at Lena Horne's restaurant for a little bit. (laughs) Anyway... Josh Wheaton, sure. a college student who's also a Christian, enrolls in a philosophy class that he needs for his pre-law major. Even though, as is puzzlingly said later in the movie, his nemesis, the professor, points out there is no pre-law professor major. Professor Radisson. Professor Radisson <laughs> points out there is no pre-law major at the college. A threat, kind of, which is never carried, never explained. Anyway, he takes it's philosophy. It's also weird.
1: It feels like he just kind of wrote in in the other box or something.
2: I mean, he's a freshman. He doesn't have to declare a major right yeah, away. Uh, I certainly didn't when I was a freshman in college. Uh,
0: for a while, your major was dance.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, and then for a while it was my major. Charles was pain. Dance, uh, <laughs> and then for a little bit, uh the major was a minor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, can I
0: say no, the can't. first thing you're that happens a, in the movie? You're not allowed to explain the philosophy of movie. There's a the Christian college movie.
2: student who enrolls in a philosophy course. He's warned against taking this particular philosophy course, but in a very cryptic way. And it yeah. turns out it's hosted by... Hosted by... <laughs> it's hosted by <laughs> Hello, your friend and mine, Professor Radisson. My guest tonight, not God, because I don't believe it's in him. It's hosted
0: by Chuck Woolery.
2: So, <laughs> Professor Jeffrey Radisson, played by Kevin Sorbo... Uh, who's not looking at Sword
1: Bow
0: <laughs> TV's Kevin
2: yeah, Sorbonne? That's two
1: different weapons mashed together. <laughs> Kevin Sorbonne.
2: Uh, so Kevin Sorbonne, which would be, I guess, his <laughs> porn Mad <laughs> Magazine name. <laughs> like if Penthouse Comics did a, did a Hercules parody, it would yeah, be yeah. Starting, starring Kevin Sorbonne.
1: Pencils by Milo Minara. Uh-huh. <laughs> For Mad Magazine?
2: <laughs> yeah. No, Hustler Comics. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's just a lot of panels of Kevin Sorbo with his butt up in the air for some reason. <laughs>
0: and he's got a uh, I have to point out, he's got a goatee, which is the most devilish form of facial hair one can have.
1: Yes, it, it did look like he was the evil twin and that the good version would show up later. So yeah. he's, he's trapped in some sort of mirror universe. And boy
0: was it. Wait, what? <laughs>
1: it was a bit? Come on. Anyway, and boy is he evil. He just went right through that whole bit. Yeah, right? <laughs> because, we don't have, because we have wasted a lot of time. Oh, uh, that Ke- a huge influx of new uh, listeners that God. are going to see what movie we chose and are going to be like, oh, great, another podcast talking about my favorite movie. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so Kevin Sorbo starts his first class by saying, hey, let's cut to the chase and just admit there's no God. There never was one. Uh, just to get the thing started, and this is a third of your grade, I want everyone <laughs> to, the write, ball to write God is dead on a piece of paper, sign their name, and just hand it to me. And everyone in class is like... Yeah, sure, I don't give a shit. Whatever, I'll do whatever it takes to get through this class with this idiot blowhard teaching it. But Josh Wheaton can't do it. He cannot deny his lord. And so he says, I can't do it. I think there is a God. And Professor Radisson says, I'm going to give you 20 minutes at the end of the first three lectures to make to make the case for God. Or do whatever you want. Hey, you want to go up there and just beatbox for a while? I don't care. I'm going to flunk you anyway. But now, if you can prove there's a god, then I'll pass you in this class. Now,
0: if you won't get mad at me for interrupting your <laughs> synopsis yet again, I don't think we can pass I mean, over you this. Get mad at you now quickly, but... because like two pass po- over
2: Dan? Are you referring to my religion?
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I mean, you know, we still use that part of the book. We just don't really focus on it that much.
2: Uh, do you celebrate Passover? No. (laughs) So, there you go. I mean,
0: we recognize it. We don't celebrate it. Like,
2: if it was walking down the street. You'd be like, hey, I've seen you. (laughs) I know that
0: holiday. Uh, don't don't, don't tell me. Uh, uh... Are you the one with the candles? Persimmons, right? (laughs) No, but, um. Patty Chayefsky, right? (laughs) To borrow uh, from the good book. The premise of this... That good book
2: is not Something Happened by Joseph Heller. (laughs) Look, I'm a big fan of Joseph Heller... (laughs) don't like that particular book.
0: The premise of this movie is built on sand. This uh, yeah, Just the, like
2: the movie House of Sand and Fog, yeah. but they don't even have the fog to shore up the house. And
1: I hate sand.
2: The idea <laughs> it's so gets rough. everywhere. Yeah. Not like Natalie Portman's skin.
1: <laughs> it gets in your butt. <laughs> in your butt. <laughs> Whoa, you're misremembering that movie. <laughs> that would have been so great. <laughs> st- your skin Anakin doesn't get in my butt.
2: Anakin he's running his hands over <laughs> Princess Amidala, and he just goes, I hate sand. It gets in your butt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she's like, whoa, what? Whoa, what did Watto do to you? <laughs> <laughs> Point, Point is, it's so Dan, it's,
2: this is a straw man movie. If this ever is a straw man, one. like the, the, the idea that any I've, college professor. I haven't professor... seen a movie with a straw man this
0: big since Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Boom. Boom! Burned. You, you were gonna say, "Wicker put Man." Toasted. Put it in. Wicker Man also works. Put it in Inter- Entertainment Weekly's notable quotes.
2: <laughs> Do they have
0: that? They have like quotes from the week. I mean, it's usually Reese Witherspoon saying <laughs> anyway, something, but you could have been
2: Podmas. Cue it up. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> yeah,
0: but no, like the idea that any uh, college professor anywhere in the U.S. would be like, "All right, for a third-year grade, you have to deny the fact now that here's God the exists." Thing. As I'm going to give
2: the, the movie beginning. the benefit of the doubt All right. that there is some professor somewhere who is a big enough pompous ass that he would do that. But yeah. the idea that that but he would be fired
1: immediately, yeah,
2: and the idea that that well, professor unless he's is got a, tenure is a mm-hmm. that's the problem. It's like
1: diplomatic immunity, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: and until diplomatic Danny,
1: immunity. <laughs>
2: until Danny Glover <laughs> <just> says <laughs> tenure just got revoked yep. and then shoots them in the head. Yeah, <laughs> but I, the idea that this is this is the threat that is shaking the foundation of
0: young people's minds mm-hmm. is
1: is goofballs.
0: Well, yeah, that everybody in the class was immediately willing to just like, say, yeah, sure, God's dead. Sign, sign, sign. Except for
1: the one age. guy who,
0: who left early because it was... Because he, the class was going to be, be too expe- hard. Yeah, yeah that closed. Timberwolves fan. <laughs> yeah, you got to assume that that guy was like a really devout Christian. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> he If he'd stuck around, he would have made an even yeah. more convincing argument. He wanted a goofball <laughs> yeah. class, but he was like a genius so the in theology. So he would
2: have more time to pray. <laughs> yeah. I want an easy class. He'll so have more time to just speak to the Lord. Mm-hmm work on this psalm I'm writing.
0: Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted this to... This
2: altarpiece triptych.
0: <laughs> reiterate how stupid <laughs> the very basic premise of this movie is.
2: This is a movie that feel, that is basically a Jack Chick tract mm-hmm. in movie form. But anyway, so, Josh takes the case. Josh Whedon
1: takes the case. Josh
2: has his feet up on his desk in his private eye office. God walks in, says, <laughs> people are trying to kill me. And he goes, I'll take the case. <laughs> yeah. I work $25 a day plus indulgences. And then he makes out with God. Because <laughs> <Then>, uh, <laughs> God's got some sweet gifts That's when a deity walked in who had stems all the way from here to heaven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they went all the way up. <laughs> he had a beard that just wouldn't quit. <laughs> Keep going.
2: <laughs> anyway, uh, there's also and there's a couple different. We're introduced to a panoply of characters. Much, yeah. I've, I've used this as a description before with other movies, but it is much like a Dickens novel, in that there are a number of character strands that, well, in a Dickens novel, they would come together beautifully, or in a Seinfeld episode, let's say. But this is sub Seinfeld structure. There are a bunch of strands that don't really come together, and I think Dan, you pointed out mm-hmm. this was supposed to be like a crash Babel type. Yeah, lots of people like lives intersecting.
1: It's yeah. all part Even of God's yet, plan, man. Sometimes things just don't intersect, and make learn sense. how yeah. all these people's lives touch one another. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a real like everyone's lives touch one another
0: in real life.
2: It's a real Gary Marshall's Valentine's Day.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: But imagine Valentine's Day was about the real Saint Valentine, a Christian
0: martyr. But we spe- instead we spend though much of the movie just watching these subplots, wondering like, how are these connected? And yelling at the and screen. And turns out
2: many of them are not. So let's mark down off all the subplots, can we? There's a Chinese exchange student, uh-huh. okay, you know, or just a Chinese student at an American school who is there. He's yeah. Chinese. That's his yeah, plot. Yeah. And eventually he becomes a Christian.
1: And he's he's he, he, he wears child sweaters.
2: Yeah. There's Kevin Sorbo's girlfriend who is mm-hmm. also a christian and he belittles her yeah, she yeah. has a senile mother
1: and i mean she's younger him. that's the only way you can keep her around
2: yeah and the senile yeah he negs her a lot yeah he, he's always negging her faith <laughs> i think that's i think that's in the game go up yeah. to a woman and neg her faith a lot <laughs> you want to alternate compliments and blasphemy uh, yeah. that's how you get a woman you're
0: like oh taoism yeah okay i'm an uncarved block <laughs> whatever great Hey, you're real beautiful. Uh but
2: maybe you'll be reincarnated as someone who's not so fat. Anyway, wanna sleep with me? That's yeah. how it goes. Uh anyway, there's so she has a senile old mom who's in like two scenes, but she also has a brother who never visits the mother, played by Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Mm-hmm. TV's Superman. TV's
0: Ripley's, believe it or not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he was the host, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Broken Hearts Club member himself, yeah. Dean Kane. Uh who is from, a from
1: TV's Las Vegas as well. Yeah. Yeah. where the hero was named Danny McCoy. It all comes full circle, I, I know, guess.
2: Yeah, that was God. That's proof of God. It's a miracle. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Dean Kane is a high-powered executive of some kind. I think he's yeah. a
1: lawyer. He just got made partner. Okay. Oh, that's point. right,
2: partner. Uh,
1: so he's an he's, asshole.
2: And he's a jerk to his girlfriend, mm-hmm. who is a reporter for an online like website of or some something. kind. Yeah. And, th- and she is... Ready she is looking to take down the duck dynasty guys yeah, we, for one, they're being too religious and two, they're killing ducks. Yeah, we need yeah.
0: to we need to take a little moment to go into this in a little a little more depth. Uh she ambushes she like walks out from behind a pillar and thrusts a uh, a recorder into their face, ambushes. To, into them all. the
2: face of a duck dynasty guy. Yeah, and his wife. On the way mm-hmm.
0: to church and like how you've made a whole bunch of money off of manufacturing things that allow you to lure ducks to their death. So she's blowing the lid off the idea that people hunt ducks. She's finally
2: someone's gonna someone's <laughs> gonna take down the duck hunting industry after yeah. He's <laughs> like, oh, I thought that years. was a secret. Uh, but I thought but my duck calls are just for entertainment purposes. <laughs> if someone uses them for duck murder, I can't be held legally liable. Ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh.
0: No, but he actually in this he uh, of course because it's all scripted. He owns it very charmingly and comes off as a rational person, where she comes off as a crazy person.
2: I mean, she does.
1: She, her what hair, hair is all is, is crazy. crazy. She, she also, overslept. The
2: first time we see her, she oversleeps because her alarm clock mm-hmm. clock isn't set right. She goes to her car and the windows. She's microwaving.
0: Smashed a takeout container of coffee. I don't know why her takeout container of coffee is not hot. Well, no. She's very cheap, and so she just reuses the takeout <laughs> container. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's too impatient, so she stops the hey, microwave. I never
2: realized later on that character... Well, this is a character who... Then <laughs> this movie is so mean to this character. She is like a humanist atheist. She has a bumper sticker that says, like, I heart evolution or something. Mm-hmm. And God is just constantly shitting on her. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I can understand if the movie was like, hey, you have all these great things in your life and you don't recognize that they come from God. And she was like, oh, wait a minute. You know what? That makes sense. But instead the movie is like, God is just kind of like flicking her in the face constantly Mm -hmm. and then he gives her cancer. Well, that may come from reusing a microwave to take out coffee. Which explains
1: oversleeping and being kind of messy all the time, right? And her car being broken into. (laughs) Because thieves can sense
2: frailty. They can smell weakness on her. messiness. But like, you really wonder why this, like, what is this woman doing that, in this unit, I guess later free yeah. will comes up. Maybe she's the example of someone who is finally chooses God after bad stuff happens to her I don't know she's a regular Job story but she goes out to dinner she's Jenner. a regular she-Job <laughs> she goes out sure. to dinner with the themes. savage the she-Job showb. you see what happened
1: was she's a lawyer by day lawyer and a she-Job by night
2: <laughs> lawyer Jessica Walters got her uh,
0: Jessica Walters from the rest of development you,
2: you got it she got a blood transfusion from her cousin Job transforming her into she-Job that was a mistake mm. now she, when she gets mad she has the power to lose everything she has and be covered in boils that's
1: a terrible
0: terrible superhero
1: hey
2: but at least free will is
1: intact. Am and I she right? got a blood transfusion out of the deal. <laughs> yep, <Yeah.
2: laughs> free blood. Keep it coming.
1: She goes out to dinner
0: with the
2: She-Hulk. She-Hulk is really Jennifer Walters.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. She goes out to dinner with uh, Jean Dean Kane.
1: Jean Gene Gray.
0: She goes <laughs> out to dinner with Gene
1: Gray. It's a ladies the ladies' land.
2: She-Job and, and Jean Gray are out on the town. Two super superheroines. There's a bank Weirdly. robbery. Jean Gray uses her telepathic and telekinetic powers to stop it while She-Job writhes in pain. <laughs> As the adversary makes an unfair deal with God to test her faith.
0: No, but she goes out to dinner with Dean Cain.
2: Face front, front, true believers. It's me, Stan Lee, with the newest mighty Marvel sensation, She-Job. We know you love the incredible Job, but it's the 70s. Time to give women a shot at the brass
0: ring. But you're talking about how uh, she suffers so much. Like Dean Cain comes in and is like, oh, I got uh, a promotion at work. I'm going to make partner. And she's like, I think I've got cancer. And he goes,
1: Talked about this,
0: <laughs> like
1: you knew what this was. Come on, like, he's like, can't this wait till tomorrow? Yeah,
0: and this is the first point at which Stewart got up, rubbed his eyes,
1: and started pacing around the room. We had a
2: really tough time watching this movie.
1: It's so com, like the villains are so comically bad, and oh.
2: they are one step away from twirling a mustache. <laughs> exactly. But we're not even done with the subplots because, yeah. in addition, there's another comically evil villain in the subplot of the Muslim girl. Oh, secretly yeah. flirting with Christianity, but her very religious father does she's not She's listening approve.
1: to the audiobook of the Bible. <laughs> she's
2: literally listening to Corinthians on her iPod. And yeah. So her she's
1: punished older, for being lazy, of course, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the sin <sand> of sloth. <laughs>
2: God said for you to read that word.
1: Yeah. but uh, If God
0: had meant, it, meant you to, re, uh, to listen to it, he would have invented iPods much earlier.
2: And <laughs> one, here's the thing. The first time we see them... She is in a car with, she, well, the first time we see her, she's getting out of a car that her dad drives her to school, and then she works in the cafeteria without her. And she's her, fixing
1: her burqa, right? Well, it's mm-hmm. a, more of a hijab. Well, okay.
2: But without she's working without her job, Her job, and here's Josh talking with his girlfriend, who does not approve of Josh's religiosity, because mm-hmm. she sees him one day becoming a high-powered she lawyer. She thinks it's
0: religulous.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to quote Bill Maher. <laughs> see, I wonder if, is there supposed to be some, some, idea that if Josh goes down the path of a law degree instead of Christ, he will become Dean Kane. <laughs> like is that is this like a Don Draper becoming Roger Sterling while Pete Campbell becomes uh, Don I mean Draper I don't think
1: there's thing? ever a point where he like I don't think he changes his mind. I think he's still planning to get a law degree. Okay, but he'll just be in like God court. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, I mean that's the world dude.
2: Pope Harry Anderson <laughs> Now what if, what if what if it was called Night Papal Court and it was like the Pope booking prostitutes and like purse thieves yeah. and of course John Larry Ket was like the horny bishop.
0: He's like, yeah, all his sentences are like venal sin or mortal sin. That's all it comes down to. And of
2: course the pal- the bailiff, Papal
1: Bull. Mmm. would be words terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
2: Because he's half bull, half pope. <laughs> That's my new character, Papal Bull. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Sure. He's a Batman villain.
2: Anyway, so the uh
1: He lives in a labyrinth <laughs> with David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> Bowie. <laughs> Take a Bowie. That's a Madonna song. Anyway, so
2: the uh what subplot? Oh yeah, so she there's know. a scene where
1: so her, she fixes her head wrap. Anyway, she looks, she puts it on at one point at and another girl once shows. While he it. talks okay.
2: about faith, so of course she's in love with her now. She fixes her head wrap, and a girl tells her, "You're so beautiful, you shouldn't have to wear that." Then she gets into a car with her father, and there's a scene with her father where her father's like, "I know it's hard being part of their world, but also being apart from it. But I hope you understand that we have our faith, and I love you, and that's why I." Want you to stay faithful. And it was a moment where I was like, oh, I'm surprised this overtly Christian movie is like, seems to have a sympathetic moment for a Muslim character. Maybe they're just saying belief in any God is better than. Than d- unbelief. Than Spoken no by
1: faith. a character uh, uh, who's played by an actor who has only four credits listed as terrorist. Yeah.
2: So I was thinking, <laughs> may, you know, maybe I'll give this movie more of a doubt. Of course, I stopped that when later he discovers she's listening to the Bible on her iPod and punches her
1: <laughs> mm,
2: yep. and throws her out of the house. It's like, oh, no, wait, nope, Islam bad. I get the idea. Okay.
1: Yep. Uh, but, he stands um, up for his uh, faith, I guess, and. Uh, Loses a daughter for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. so. it's just like Fiddler on the Roof, anyway, except with punching. To return to the main thrust of the story, were there was any subplots th- that I missed? Uh, you talked about Alzheimer's mom. Yeah, right? Alzheimer's mom. I think that was she was bitten by a radioactive Alzheimer's. That's <laughs> uh, that's. I think that's it. So
2: so Josh is continuing to continuing his debate with Kevin Sorbo, which yep. seems to be mainly about them throwing quotes at each other from like mm-hmm. Stephen Hawking
1: and PowerPoint presentations and. PowerPoint,
2: and there's a, these are some of these are pretty professionally animated, these promo yeah. presentations. And I have to say, they spend... Yeah, I mean,
1: I think you should be going for like a, like a computer uh, design degree or something. Yeah,
2: he's much better at that.
1: Like a web designer or something? Or or
2: some kind of, maybe he could go get a job at Pixar or something. You know?
1: I mean, I don't know computers that well. That could be something that just comes with basic Windows now. I don't know.
2: A, pos- a PowerPoint animation of evolution <laughs> as the Big Bang?
1: Yeah, with yeah. like Charles Darwin and floating clouds behind his head.
2: Yeah. And then
0: it says, Bazinga! <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's what happens when the Big Bang happens. Oh, the Big Bang! Theory. Someone yells it. Yeah, I hate it so much. Anyway, <laughs> that's my least favorite
2: catchphrase of all time. Uh, um, it's it's the Kokomo of catchphrases. Yeah. Anyway, there's a
0: series of three debates. A of, where each, each, Kevin Sorbo is revealed as
1: a pretty stupid college professor. They're
2: all pretty. Each debate is basically this. Kevin Sorbo it, goes because
1: he had seemed so professional before. Yeah.
2: The, the yeah, when he said and when he said just sign God is dead is that on a piece of paper. But uh, mm-hmm. each debate basically goes like this. Josh Make goes, your check
0: out, too. God is dead. Care of Kevin Sorbo for $1 million. <laughs> nope, a million dollars. Nope, nope, nope.
1: You, uh, you spelled it swordbow. That's not how, That's how I spell That's actually not my
2: name. Oh, well, I see the problem here. You wrote Kevin Sorbone. I don't... That, my bone is actually not sore at all. Sure. The, Funny
1: joke, though. The
2: excellent stuff. Write me a real check, please.
1: Mr. Newman, Mr. Alfred E. Newman, you can leave now.
2: Now, here's what happens...
1: Mr. Sylvester... <laughs> From cracked. How did he get into college? <laughs> he's a janitor. Is he just taking that class? Uh,
2: two words: Will Hunting. <laughs> <laughs> a genius janitor, just like Sylvester. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm what if?
2: That, good, well, what if go Goodwill Hunting was just about Sylvester, and he's like, he's like. <laughs> They're like uh he. They they have that equation on the board, and he walks in. Instead of solving, it, he just writes like "yeah" <laughs> big letters on the on the board. And they go, "Don't you mean black?" That's a mad thing. This is cracked.
0: Yeah, Alfred e. Newman is his therapist. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, well, we're talking about a movie. And he just, Did he, we watch he, a movie he,
2: tonight? He, he makes Sylvester cry because instead of saying it's not your fault, he keeps going. What me worry, what me worry, what me worry, what me worry, and he cries on his shoulder. You know what? I think here's the movie. Finally, we have the mad, cracked crossover that we need.
1: That that scene is undercut by Alfred E. Newman's creepy smile when he's holding it. And the fact that his face is on Gizmo from Gremlins for some reason. (laughs)
2: because i guess that's what they were parodying in the issue i don't know anyway so here's how each debate goes in this class josh goes hey we have a universe who created it god did kevin sorbo goes well but stephen hawking said the universe created itself and josh is like i'm stumped next week hey I found another quote that says Stephen Hawking's wrong. Really? You doubt Stephen Hawking? Then who created the universe? God did. I disagree. That is the level they're on the entire time. Yeah they're
0: and, not titans of, uh, of
1: this is not debate. exactly
2: the Lincoln Douglas debates
1: it's not and even as the, like as the de- the debates wear on the professor becomes a little bit uh disturbed he starts pacing around in the background Yeah, yeah he, he starts cornering the kid outside the thing and, and like threatening grabbing him, grabbing him, him by Corner
2: the of his neck <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he takes out a little too much tension by belittling his girlfriend mm-hmm. in front he of all his colleagues him. at a dinner party and she yeah. breaks up with him uh and but there's like Here's the argument of the movie: Science can't explain everything in the wo- universe, or at least it hasn't yet. So therefore, Jesus must be the Lord. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like, there's a lot of steps in between there that you're not yeah. really, you're not really getting. And he and
0: and let's, let's let's make it clear: as as podcast hosts, we're not necessarily a religious religious people. We've got not uh, at all our different religious traditions, certainly, but we're not. You're a Christian,
2: I'm Jewish, and Stuart of course worships Krom. Yeah. Yep. He's a juggalo we, we, it's, well <laughs> established, it's well
0: established. But he's a, a juggalo crom uh old gods uh worshiper. But um,
2: yeah, I was just sitting here
0: with a little
1: bit of Howard the Duck thrown in. Sure. Really, I mean that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, that's how I center myself by it practicing said, uh, the art of quackfu. <laughs>
2: okay. But Howard the Duck is literally lost in a world he never made. If he didn't make the
0: world, certainly only God did. But, but here's but the our thing. argument is not necessarily with. Uh know. I, like no, I don't, With religion in particular, it's the shitty arguments that are being made. But in this also film.
2: The, the whole idea. Of, he should say the argument. in This movie should be.
1: It's because it's barely a movie. I think mm-hmm. it's why it is we're also unhappy. barely a <laughs>
2: movie. It's like a. It's like a pamphlet that is being acted with,
1: like Duck Dynasty guys and uh, mm-hmm. what the Newsboys DC and Talk. Which one was in this News one? Newsboys. Striper? <laughs> Which <one? laughs>
2: the uh, here's here's the thing. His argument should be. He says, "Why don't you prove God exists?" And he should say, "I can't." but I don't have to because it's about faith and the ineffable. And the whole concept is that there are certain things in the universe that you can feel, but not prove uh, scientifically. They don't have a factual basis. They have something deeper inside you. That's metaphysical, blah, 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 blah. Like you can make that case in a movie. And I'd say like, you know what? I can totally understand that. And I would like to live in a, in a universe where there are things that cold, hard science can't totally explain. And that leaves a spark of the divine somewhere. But if he takes on the case of I'm going to prove God exists, and his proof is just that Stephen Hawking was wrong when Stephen Hawking said a dumb thing, like I, you know, I got I got to say nobody wins. Well, but this also, round. I
0: mean, like the I think that part of the problem too is that, uh, is that the movie <laughs> sets up such a straw man uh, in the case of Kevin Sorbo, like yeah, like I haven't
2: seen a straw man like that since Return to Oz. Okay, well, is the Scarecrow in that? I don't Maybe a thing <laughs> of TikTok and Clockwork Man.
0: Yeah. I, all I remember is uh, Fruza Bulk getting a lot of shock therapy. Yeah. By watching um, the movie Shock Therapy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with What's-Her-Face from uh, Sus- Suspiria. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Vanessa Redgrave. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, at the end of the movie... It's basically revealed that Kevin Sorbo is mad at God because because his mother passed his away mother when passed he was a away kid from cancer and he tried to deal with God and God did not rescue d- his mom.
2: <laughs> yeah, he and he this is dramatically revealed in front of the class. He goes he mm. goes, "Yes, I hate God. I hate God." And he goes, "How can you hate someone who doesn't exist?" Ooh, roasted. But I fucking hate Gambit and he doesn't exist. Like yeah. my hatred of Gambit doesn't prove that Gambit is real. But also, like, (laughs) I don't like Phantom X, the another
0: X Men character who's basically French Gambit,
2: which is stupid because Gambit's already Cajun. But anyway, the the, doesn't mean they exist.
0: (laughs) But him losing the case also was totally based on any number of like shitty courtroom dramas where someone just needles into someone into being angry and then they admit something on the stand. I mean, I mean, like, the most clear antecedent was uh, was like a few good men, like, you can't handle the truth, but like, it goes back. To the I beginning mean, of courtroom. Twelve bras. Hangry
2: Men kind of has that every yeah. episode of uh, like yeah. Ironsides or Perry Mason. So, but that was that was uh, and a little thing called Hamlet Dan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think uh, I think Columbo does it. <laughs> yeah yeah Christopher Columbo <laughs> the the the, cr- the cross-eyed detective who discovered America yeah uh, just one more thing Queen Isabella <laughs> if I, I if this is a route to the Indies how come I how come these guys aren't Indian but in fact Native American mm. I, I, oh no that makes a lot of sense makes cool. a lot of I mean, sense uh,
0: it's obviously uh, Mr. Uh, Columbo um The point is that uh, Spice is... uh, Oh,
2: I can't! Oh, Mr. Columbo! uh, uh, One more thing, one more thing. uh, King Ferdinand. If the world is flat, how come my boat didn't fall off it? Uh, Well, maybe you went underneath the world. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Just one more thing.
0: (laughs) Surely a flat surface has two sides, and you could travel on either. You know what? That makes a lot of
2: sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, he gets Kevin Sorbo mad, which proves that God exists. Yep. The movie mm-hmm. should be over, right?
1: Yep. Well, it's not. What's gonna happen? Oh, we still have to have a big concert. We gotta have,
0: like, the intersection of all things, like he do in any fucking Oh, like, Oh, movie. there was a
1: subplot we forgot, which
2: is the, the pastor... The, the Reverend Oh, is, my God,
1: how do we forget the who, longest thing who ever? Who is hosting
2: an African missionary, and they're going to go to Disneyland, and their car
0: keeps breaking yeah, down. They spend the whole movie in traffic they in some the way or
2: another. Well, not even getting into traffic. They spend the whole movie going from one car to another as the batteries won't start. Yeah. But it turns out it was all an act of God, because if they had made it on their vacation, who would be there to help Kevin Sorbo find Christ when... He is hit by a car in a rainstorm and on the verge of death. As
1: he's hustling to make it to that uh, Newsboys concert concert, concert. that
2: every other character is at. Also, when Kevin Sorbo broke down, all the students in class got up and said, God is not dead. And like literally all of them. Which means that this class is just looking, they're just going to go with whoever's on top at the moment. Do you think
1: the Mm -hmm. tour manager for the Newsboys was like, holy shit, dude, I just heard this story about this uh, entire class deciding to be Christian all of a sudden. We need to book a show there tonight. (laughs)
2: Tonight, let's make this happen.
1: (laughs) Because they even address the entire college. Like, is that a a Christian school? There's a video
2: from the Duck Dynasty guy talking about this professor, and he asks everybody in the audience to text God is not dead to everyone in their phones. And uh, one of those people is the dead Kevin Sorbo, which, again, feels like... God is just pissing on the corpse the at that point. Injury at yeah, that. I mean it yeah. was raining. The, the the only thing the way it could have been more in your face is if it said like <laughs> God is not dead. Booya!
0: <laughs> like that was
2: God just just wagging his yeah. wagging his Suck dick it. in the face of a man he just killed with a car.
1: Yeah, can you
0: smell oh. what the God
1: is cooking? <laughs> so
2: I'm dead? we, have, we have, Then that makes
1: two of us. Lightning bolts. We have one uh, movie villain dead then, and one I'm guessing gonna die. The cancer girl. No, the cancer girl. Has
2: discovered faith now. She prays with the newsboys. So news the newsboys suck I the s- cancer
1: out of her like they're sin like, eaters like or their, something.
2: Like the Green Mile, yeah. spell <laughs> I, I, it as a, as a legion as of a, locust a, demons. spell uh, her cancer into a fl- herd of pigs, which runs <laughs> off a cliff.
0: I also want to bring up another thing that happens at the end of this movie, which is uh, Dean Kane goes to visit his Alzheimer's uh, mom, and Alzheimer's mom out of nowhere <laughs> was like Mom, Yeah, she's like oh, I don't know where she goes. Sometimes the devil creates a a jail that's like a gilded cage where everything is too comfortable and you would never leave. Like, and he's like, like Yeah, I know mom I, I saw open.
2: Ibsen's the dollhouse.
0: Yeah. But uh, which was my problem with this was like she actually phrases it in a much better way than I've reiterated here. Like it was actually a way yeah, of like, really
2: as Alzheimer's Dan.
0: Probably me, but uh, it was in a way that, like, genuinely kind of was well written, and I might find moving as a piece of sort of not not philosophy, but like a, like a theological argument that something
2: you might read in an essay.
0: Except for the fact that this movie has put it into the the mouth of this woman with dementia in a rare moment of clarity, like like. We're supposed to be like, oh, it's a miracle that this fictional character had this cl- clear moment where she speaks God's truth. And I'm like, no, it's not a miracle. You wrote it that way. Like, you can't just be like, wow, it's pretty crazy that this crazy lady said this mm-hmm. awesome thing when you're like, no, you, it's, you made it up. It's all made up. It's He's all like, made up. Guys. I got this
1: great exposition, but I can't fit it into this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, let me invent this Alzheimer's mom. <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's, it's all offensive. I don't, it's is not, what I'm but it's never a movie has to achieve such a high bar to ha- to write a character doing something and then expect you to take it as like a yeah a meaningful take it as against.
0: God's
1: wisdom that has been received somehow <laughs> yeah I mean it's once uh, once again I mean it's not a like the sentiment itself is not terrible it's just delivered terribly yeah
2: yeah it's a poor it's a poor medium for that message or poor S- vessel for it.
0: So I mean I think we've pretty much gone through the. Um,
2: oh, but everyone story. everyone's happy at the end because God's around. Yeah, and the Newsboys and we, sing a lot. We hear like ten, eleven, twenty five hundred Newsboys don't think songs. That, I don't every think every time, time think. you think the movie's over, they start singing another song. It's almost like the Newsboys thought they were making a concert film, and they nobody told them, or maybe they made a Newsboys concert film, and they were like. The newsboys are not very good. Mm-hmm. We better pad this thing out with some crazy mm-hmm. story about college professors and bad boyfriends.
1: <laughs> yeah, bad boyfriend. The movie. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's market that right next to uh, bad dad soccer dad. <laughs> <laughs> we've run we've run very
0: long. Uh, let's move on to final Much judgments. Much like the movie. Is this a good bad movie, a bad bad movie, or a movie you kind of like? I'm going to start off. Uh, I want to say I want to say that this is. A good bad movie because it's so ridiculously bad, but it's too boring for that. I'm gonna say it's a bad bad movie. What do you guys think?
2: I'm gonna say that also. I mean, the thing is, it's for one of these types of movies. It's pretty professionally made. Yeah. Like it doesn't look bad. The sound doesn't. The sound The music crappy. is great. The music mm-hmm. is terrible. <laughs> but uh, but like the music is terrible just because it's cliche movie music. It's
1: so like suspicious when and Kevin music, Sorbo but, uh, is waiting in the shadows. But then there are and those all these scenes where it's about like hiding from these. God's light. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do.
2: But there's all like the story is dumb and the writing is bad and just the fact that there are like a bunch of multicultural characters who are brought in basically just to have them submit to the to white American Christian will is yeah. is, is kind of gross. I mean, Kevin Sorbo uh, gives, it, it gives it. It's all. But I,
1: the but the hero's probably going to end up with that that Middle Eastern girl and she's better looking than his other girlfriend. That's true. No, look, faith in God allowed him to trade up. Certainly.
2: Yeah. So. And she and she just has to deal with the fact that she now is ex- exiled from her
1: family. So yeah, she has nothing now. We're all we're all except for a sweet boyfriend. Bad bad. Um, so I'm gonna say bad bad. All right. Don't put words in my mouth, Dan. Okay. <laughs> I'm
2: gonna say this movie was strong bad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So let's move on. But before we get on to uh, a transition, there's a, yeah. there's
2: a <laughs> master. Tra- that was almost as good as your last transition. Hey, here's the thing. <laughs>
1: Guys, did you hear what they're talking about down the street? I think,
0: uh, I think that was uh, one of Milton Burl's favorite uh, Molten
1: Burl, <laughs> <What> the <laughs> Like the hot, melting Milton Burl.
2: He's a magman.
0: He <laughs> had a giant magma cock. That's what I know
2: about yeah, him. Yeah, that's all we know is it's that. A,
1: that's a classy dessert. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Molty they used to call him.
2: He sold a lot of TVs because he was so hot he would melt them. People all would have right. to get a new one. <laughs> <So>.
0: Molten Burl. <laughs> Before we move on. He
2: lit his own cigars <laughs> with the heat of his mouth.
0: <laughs> Before we move on,
1: a couple pieces of business. He was one of the great
2: joke stealers, because he would throw lava at you if you complained. Sure,
1: all right. Sounds like a rival space gangster who battled Pizza the Hood. All right, first off. First off, an announcement.
2: I, I know how to deal with hecklers. I just burst them into flames. All
0: right. <laughs> when you complain about how late you're getting back to your newborn child, just remember the time you wasted. Hey, oh. just remember you should say words correctly the first time. All right.
1: So molten anyway, burl. before we... Uh, uh, what would you like for dessert? Oh, I'll have the molten burl, please. <laughs> That's going to take 30 minutes, sir.
2: <laughs> I'll wait. And then it arrives the startling Molten. You just gave me someone else's who decided they didn't want theirs.
0: Um. So, first off, uh, first
2: off, Waltz, and, uh, two-time
0: uh, Academy Award-winning guy. Big announcement: uh, We're having another Flophouse live event with our pals over at I Love Bad Movies. We're screening the Lindsay Lohan thriller, lurid thriller. I know who killed me. Chiller on Saturday, Phyllis October Diller. 18th. <laughs> uh, the show what, now.
2: What date is that? Saturday, October? Saturday,
0: October 18th. The October show starts 18th. at eight. But you should get there about half an hour early to find your seat, order food, and watch the mm-hmm. pre-show.
2: It's at the Yonkers Alamo Drafthouse where that, you can get food. I recommend the molten chocolate chip cookies yeah.
0: made with real burl. <laughs> that's, uh, th- that's at 2548 Central Park Avenue, Yonkers, New York. Uh, but this information is all at our website, FlophousePodcast.com. It's too bad there.
1: That it's too bad that you have to pay for an entire seat when mm-hmm. you're only going to need the edge. <laughs>
0: But the payment you're only going
2: to need. You two's the edge to sit on.
1: <laughs> is
0: uh, it's twelve dollars
1: for the show, which features Whoa, a s-
2: whoa! Twelve dollars? You'd pay that just to see a movie without commentary by your favorite podcast? I'd Moses. pay
1: twelve dollars just to spend five moments basking in Dan McCoy's face light.
0: <laughs> Thank you, <laughs>
2: face light.
1: But
0: you get in in addition to watching uh, the Lindsay Lohan new classic, new bad bad movie classic. <laughs> I know Who killed me. Uh, a slideshow presentation by I love bad movies and running commentary by us, the hosts of the Flophouse. We will not shut up the whole time. And a special guest for <laughs>
1: Flophouse fans. Stewart knows <laughs> what I'm talking about.
0: I wow, think you I made do. that.
1: You made that into a threat. Are we allowed
2: to say who the special guest is?
1: I don't know. No, are gonna we'll think talk it's about like next li- time. People
2: are going to yeah. think it's like Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> Whoa, that'd be great. It's not, though. So, we, look, this is the last Flophouse live performance of the year, I think, probably, right? Sure. I mean, yeah. we're not going
0: to do another one before January
1: October 1st.
2: 18th, we'll do another one probably Would in January. We did the
1: podcast, guys. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Oh. But uh,
2: it's going to be great. I know who killed me. If you haven't seen it, is hilariously
1: stupid, and it's, it'll be great because that was the first episode you were ever on. I think that's true. That's it'll true. be flop house it's coming a homecoming.
2: Home. That's right. Perhaps I'll share a few flop memories with the audience. That's
0: adorable. But um, again, Adorkable. Before moving on to no, letters, one that. more piece of business. <laughs> What's that? I'm going to announce pizza, pizza business. Yeah, another pizza business. Yeah, it's, I, it's called, called
2: Dan and Pizza.
0: <laughs> from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> would like a pizza delivered to me? Um, <laughs> so if you're listening to this, throw a pizza through a time portal <laughs> so we can go
1: back to when we were recording like, this. You've I'd probably like, seen Turtles in Time. I'd like <laughs> Canadian, they use to get back in time, I don't Japanese remember. Japanese
0: magic thingy that they use. <laughs> Send me some Canadian bacon and some ooze <laughs> on a pizza. <laughs> so you can,
2: what, make a Canadian bacon mutant? Yeah.
0: No, the uh, what I wanted to say. <laughs> is that Bebop Rock Rocksteady? <laughs> new contest. New contest, guys. I'm okay, announcing a nude, nude contest. contest. Nude contest. Be naked. Uh, as much as I would like to announce a nude contest, I feel like it would be frowned upon. I feel like so. we'll
2: eventually get to a point where you're like, our new contest is, send me a picture of your
0: boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to, sure. But that's not the contest. <laughs> the contest is Song of the Autumn. We all remember... Oh, last do we year, ever. yeah. Mm-hmm. That the song of the autumn was He's the House Cat, parentheses Arthur's theme. <laughs> yep. Yep. But we it need
1: was, a, it. was on the tip of everybody's earballs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a new
0: autumn, and we need a new song for that autumn. Okay. Uh, so, what I'm, I'm a challenging kind of you. Autumn Sonata, if you yeah. will. I'm challenging you all to. Uh, you have so much audio from us, the Flophouse co host. You've got. Hours and hours of it over the last seven years. Take that audio. It's take what's available to you. Put it with a, a backing track. Auto tune it. Don't auto tune it. A fronting track. Loop it. Whatever you need to do to turn it into bloop a loop it. <laughs> Just make a song uh, starring us, the Flop House. Mm-hmm. The songs should have at least some vocals from all three of us, but beyond that. The sky's the limit. Could be uh, any style. Use some gestico, yeah, gospel, mm-hmm. reggaeton, gospel, gospel, <laughs> <Zydeco> or a <Augustico. laughs> Um But um, what you got to do is you got you gonna once you made your song, put it up on SoundCloud so we can embed it on our own site, mm-hmm. and then send us a link at uh, sorry, vo- flophousepodcast dot Sorry, podcast at gmail dot <laughs> It's a long email with the, flop, with the subject line, <laughs> Flophouse Song Contest in all caps. Does it really have to be in all caps? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna police that. I'm just like it's that. It's just easier for you to. It's easier for me to see that yeah. this is a contest
1: because yeah. you, you, great. To... I don't need to get my reading glasses again to
2: read the ancient Roman way of all capitals.
0: Flophousepodcast.com. <laughs> Flophousepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Jesus Christ,
2: <laughs> twice in a row. Oh, no. I can't say after it right after the review of the movie you did today. Jesus Christ will not be helping you pronounce that name, great. So, all right, here's Flophouse the thing. Flophousepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah.
0: So the deadline to get those songs in. Is October first, and we will make the songs available on our website for folks to vote on. Voting period being October the second through October the thirteenth. This has all been tied to our release schedule. I've looked at our calendar. Good because I don't look at calendars. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> ever I'll, since Calendar Man tried to get me. <laughs> and then on the podcast episode dropping October eighteenth, the second and last episode in October. And coincidentally, the same date as our live show. Listen to
2: the episode while you drive up to the live yeah, show. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm.
0: Be a super fan. We will announce the winner on that episode on October the 18th. And uh, what will we get? Well, the winning song will be played at the end of the episode that drops on November 1st. And the winner will get a t-shirt and get to pick a movie that we will uh, talk about on the show. Please don't make it God's Not Dead. No. I mean, that would be weird to do two episodes the same. Walking
1: with dinosaurs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't give them the idea. We're Labor Day. Same episodes over again. So that's so Flophouse contest. Mm -hmm. Take our
2: audio, make it into a song, music it up, you Mozart's out there. Yeah, Yeah. send it to us. We'll put it up on the site. It'll get voted on, and the winner of the vote decides the movie we watch and gets a shirt, a Flophouse shirt.
0: Yeah, not just
2: like a nice Mm -hmm. polo.
0: No. Not just like a like a Jack Spade. I do, ideally, shirt. Well,
2: not, now or not like like one of those enormous Johnson mm-hmm. T-shirts kids used to wear. Yeah, uh, are <laughs> naked shirt. <laughs> and Big
0: Johnson. Uh, they both exist.
1: All
2: <laughs> three of them. There's more than one penis pun. But um,
0: here's what I'll say: You'll uh, get a co-ed naked flopping shirt. If you didn't get all of those rules, don't despair. Go to our website com. I will stick all of those rules up there.
1: Yeah. Um, ideally, there. ideally I want to be some kind of like mugs character from Cypress Hill. <laughs> <I'm sure>. But <laughs> I think just repeats what you guys say in the background. <laughs> mm-hmm. And
0: if you can make me sound a like, I'd like a hat. If you can make me sound like one of the guys from Sparks. <laughs> hmm. I think it's time. However, to move on to letters from listeners. Letters. It's oh
2: letters time, but it's also pretty late So this is gonna be a pretty short letter song Pretty late letters song <laughs> It's late letters, letters, late letters after dark Letters after dark, sexy letters After dark <laughs> 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 really, did, really laying on this Muggs character, huh? <laughs> yeah. no, Elliot man. and Muggs, reading the letters <laughs> with Dan <laughs> After dark, it's so late After Watch dark out. <laughs> Okay. Watch out for a werewolf, because that's how dark and late it is. Werewolf.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, uh, show this first letter. Letter
2: the first, first it up, first course in the letter meal. Eat up those letters, but this one first, it's in a moose-bouche of letters.
0: Appetizer. (laughs) Thanks. Small plate. Okay, well, this is from Kathy, last name withheld, and she writes... (laughs) <laughs> she writes dear Flophouse <laughs> my boyfriend Irving won't marry me
2: act <laughs> all the <this> sweat flying <laughs> off of my head Chocolate. I have a dog and that's all I know about Kathy
0: <laughs> so no, what she really <laughs> writes is you once read a letter about movie scenes that frightened you as children it got me thinking about my own scarifying movie moments and then I started thinking about scenes in movies I saw as a kid that made me deeply sad Dan, I like to imagine that you too were a somewhat depressive child. So maybe you Well, been judging a- by your
2: adulthood, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so maybe you can identify with the feeling of becoming aware of this vast reservoir of sorrow and despair that existed in the world, which you didn't quite understand, but you felt, perhaps in the form of an invisible weight on your shoulders or a faint nausea in your stomach. For me, it was a scene in the never ending story. When Atreyu's horse dies, that made me feel the first twinges of awareness that the world is a terrible, unfair, miserable place. Not just the world of the story, but this world. The world where I had to be in the room and watch this happening. The never-ending story is a pretty obvious choice. The horse and just has so not give up, though, dude. Yeah, well, it didn't. It didn't not give up. It gave up. Yeah never-ending story is a pretty obvious choice, as is Old Yeller. What were some other scenes in movies that you guys saw as children that made you want to kill yourself, (laughs) Stuart and Elliot? I like to imagine that you are more on the happy-go-lucky scale than Dan, but there had to be something. Maybe there was a scene in Castle Freak Babies that made you a little wistful, Stuart. (laughs) Thanks for all the laughs. I really love you guys. Kathy, last name with hell. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks for listening. We love you, too. Oh uh, boy! I'm gonna go Thanks first. The
1: saddest sad. thing I remember watching as a kid was uh, in the the animated Return of the King movie uh-huh. when uh, Gollum dies. It's the saddest thing. Like I remember going into my bedroom and just like sitting on my bed and crying that this poor bastard had to die. <laughs> oh man! Mine was also animated. Was it the scene in Dumbo
2: where his mother has been locked up in the jail crit wagon? And he's crying, and she sings "Baby Mine" to him, and curls her trunk around him. And he's got these big, very like solid tears coming out of his face. As a as a little boy, like the saddest thing I could think of would be to ha- be locked away from my mother, basically, or have her locked away from me. It's really sad. It affects me even today. But it but as an adult, it takes very little to make me cry at a movie. I think. Uh, have I told you? I've told you guys my story about the Iron Giant,
0: right? Uh no.
1: Every time time I mean that animation is beautiful. I mean, I mean every
2: time yeah. I see the Iron Giant. The Iron I, Giant
0: would always cry. It makes me cry at the end. Every time
2: I see it, I cry. And when I was first dating my wife, my now wife, I she was like we were showing each other movies that meant a lot to us, and then I said, I want to show the show the Iron Giant. She's like, All right. And I'm like, just so you know, I'm gonna warn you, I'm gonna cry at this. And when it was over, she was like, I didn't think you were gonna cry that much. <laughs> just like <laughs> sheets of water falling down my face. I mean But I was in college when Iron Giant came out. So it's yeah. not like I wasn't a kid when that came out.
0: Ellie, you genuinely like stole the one that I was going to say. Like that was literally the thing. I'm that sorry that no, no. he's going to cry about <laughs> you stealing it. Yeah,
2: no, it's double sad. Um, but that when I was a kid, that was the saddest thing I think I'd ever yeah. seen.
0: But no, I agree. I mean, I will confirm with Kathy that I was and remain a sort of depressed.
1: Uh, you can tell
2: your story about Dumbo.
1: Person, no, no, no. It's fine. It's whatever. It's you know, it's not important. It's sad now, as as a grown man. Basically, if I see that Tom Hanks is in the movie, I'm like, fuck, dude. I might I might cry this one. Really? I mean, the thing like is, Larry story- Crown? Well, no, but well, like, look at like- fucking Toy Story 3 and fucking the end oh. of Captain Phillips. I yeah, couldn't yeah. help Captain it. Captain
0: Phillips, man. That it's fucking brutal, tore man. That was rough. Heart. That was brutal. Yeah. Like, th- th- this isn't, Toy like, Story it- 3? Yeah, Toy Story 3. Yeah. They no, just hold each sad.
1: other's hands, man. They it's do. crazy.
2: That's, that was the. I think the saddest thing about that moment in Toy Story 3 was that, like.
1: I saw that movie in the theater with Dan, and we're both, like, crying. Our wives. <laughs> well, they're like, why are these guys crying? Seeing that
2: and being like, I could totally see the movie ending this way, and them like being melted down and becoming new toys, but like it'd be the saddest thing in the world. So just them. Sure, it's some like what like Mobius strip where they're like, oh yeah, yeah, they can never rest. Their souls are forever wandering <laughs> in the form of toys. But yeah, them them all holding hands like as they go into the as they're going to the flames. That was super sad. Yeah. I was crying at that, sure. But I wasn't like...
1: No, I I was crying way harder, dude.
0: (laughs) But I wasn't like, Tom Hanks, you got me again. That That thing you do is make me cry. It's easier for me to like... I mean, part of it is just like, it's been a while. It's easier for me to remember things as an adult that make me sad. like Or things that like have consistently made me sad when I watch movies that I like over and over again. Like, I always tear up at the end of Raising Arizona when, like, Nicholas Cage has his long monologue. monologue. Or uh, for whatever reason, like, most Wes Anderson movies have a moment that, like, make me, like, tear up, but, like, for some reason, of all of them, the the most consistent one might be actually uh, The Life Aquatic, where at the end when Bill Murray looks at the tiger shark and says, I wonder if he remembers me. Like and that's one where it makes me sad because I I just can't explain why it's affecting me so emotionally, but it I cuts can't explain it either. To something, what a stinker! Yeah, all right. <laughs> what
2: do you mean? I like that
0: movie. <laughs> I'm just fucking kidding. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah. No, we you know we the, the, it's safe to assume that we're all you know we're all softies at heart. We're all yeah we our hearts are on our sleeves. Since
2: we're all grown up, which is terrible. It's
0: a terrible. Uh, medical condition to have our hearts on our sleeves, which yeah. is not even part of our body. Yeah, like, it's, it's like a, it's a super
2: like weakness,
1: dude. It means yeah. that our
2: heart. If you bump into someone on the subway in the wrong way, it could mm-hmm. kill you.
1: We're like yeah. one of those monsters in one of those games where you have a gun and you're shooting at them, mm-hmm. and uh, like all of a sudden the game pauses and it's like shoot that place, dude. Yeah, we're like, like why does doesn't it have legion? armor on it? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. exactly like the <laughs> angels fall apart. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: the next letter, just though, a bunch of sleeve hearts from uh, letter
2: number two.
1: Charlie' last This name would be the heaven. pasta
2: course in an Italian letters segment.
1: <laughs> Secundi. <laughs> he writes, <laughs> Stuart, don't worry, I've got your
0: back. Good. First. Oh, you we were looking for your back. This guy's got it. <laughs> First, let me just state how weird it is the two major controversies that have arisen in the long storied history of the Flophouse both revolve around Stuart's failure to accurately explain some factor regarding a monster's gym failure <laughs> This is not about Ding Dong I mean, like Gate. Ding
2: Dong Gate and Wormy Boner Gate? Yeah. Crypt Keeper's Boner Gate?
0: This is about the recent controversy about the Crypt Keeper's penis.
2: <laughs> In a recent <laughs> letter, guy? someone chided Stuart. I, I think I might get whiplash
0: from the emotional content of the last letter and this one. <laughs> someone chided Stuart for having... Uh, two different versions of mo- morbid dong, but I can prove that not only yeah. is Stuart right bo- in both of his penis interpretations, but I can prove it within the
1: continuity of tales from the. I think Crypts. we're going to need Kevin Swordbone mm-hmm. to uh, come in here and sword adjudicate this matter.
2: Bone. That's like if if the subtext of Conan the Barbarian was just like brought out a little too obviously. <laughs> than the character's Swordbone.
1: Yep, we, some beautiful wench with alabaster skin and yeah. black flowing hair is. Mm-hmm. The, okay, we start in the I'm past to
2: kill this wizard <laughs> with my dick and then have sex with you.
0: We start in the past, specifically during the golden age of EC Comics and the collected "Taint the Meat, It's the Humanity." The collected Jack Davis. We I love see it. Yeah. About halfway through the book, the secret oh. origin of the Crypt Keeper. I'll keep it short. But an Egyptian mummy escapes from a traveling sideshow, steals the pickled corpse of an inbred zombie redneck gets married to it, does the horizontal monster mash, and gives birth to a very much alive cryptkeeper. Keeper. Wait, the, so he was dead from birth? I guess. The cryptkeeper <clears throat> didn't become a zombie until much later in his career. What does all this have to do with the Seaman's junk? Well, pigs are associated in myth, myth with the Egyptian god Set. Set, who cut off his brother Osiris' penis, Osiris was the Egyptian god of the afterlife. Story checks out. I thought mm-hmm. Anubis was the... Oh no, Osiris, I guess, is king of the afterlife, and Anubis yeah. is just the judge. Whose purview included mummification.
2: The and judge in <laughs> Egypt night court, <laughs> yes. in which Harry Anubis uh, yeah. is the, you know, book's prostitutes into
1: the afterlife. Sure. So he's the jackal-headed god. Yeah. Osiris has what, the, like... Falcon? No, the I Falcon the is, bird.
2: is is, is Horace or Ra, right? Oh, Osiris, right. I don't remember what his what his
1: animal head is. Is it like a crane? No, it's
2: like
0: a crane, yeah, I think so. Okay,
2: like a Harry Crane.
1: And what? <laughs> is is, is Sobek the uh, the like alligator crane. head?
2: Yeah, Sobek is the alligator. Some and uh what is who's the cat? Uh that starts with a B, right? That's the house cat. Yeah. As Osiris, <laughs> and, or Bast, the, Bast, Bast.
1: Bast, and of course the... Bastet are the were, werecats in the World of Darkness role-playing game. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. Anyway. He continues, As Osiris on pretty rough terms
0: with Set, it makes perfect sense that he would curse the blasphemous offspring of one of his mummies by mutilating its genitals. Why? Because when the mummy and the redneck got married, it was in a Christian church, which spits in the face of the mummy's traditional Osirisan upbringing.
2: Uh, could have been a Coptic Christian.
0: Boom. And and his pigs (laughs) reminded him of his traitorous brother. It would make sense he would use the pig's own tails as an inspiration for his cruelty. So while C.K. was a living being, he had a curly penis. (laughs) When he died, however, his father's zombie redneck jeans kicked in and turned his penis into a Slim Jim. One because
2: when you die your
0: genes <laughs> kick yep. in. One because he's a zombie <laughs> and two because rednecks love slim Jims. If there's a flop house equivalent of a no prize, I'll gladly accept it. Charlie last name with Hell. I I want to award you an honorary flop prize, which is a word for
2: people who have wasted their and our time. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent work doing that. Yeah. What was his name, Charlie? Yeah. Thanks, Charlie, for writing in.
1: And reminding me of that great uh, Tales from the Crypt comic. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um. So, last letter
0: of the evening is oh, from oh, wait, my last oh, one. God. So, would, would this be the main course or the dessert? Are we not getting dessert? Is this premi? <laughs> this is is uh, this a
2: premi? Is this our pre-theater price fix?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're. This is panicata. You're having Cotta at the oh, end Oh, I don't like panicata. All right. I'm continue. sorry. We gotta have. You're not gonna like this panicata even more in a second. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man! Uh,
2: oh, this foreshadowing. Not be the Cotta I think or
0: this is it gonna be snoreshadowing? Oh, <laughs> David! No. no! Last name of hell, (laughs) Elliot's brother. Oh,
2: God, the worst man I (laughs) got.
0: I wrote a letter into the show regarding your abduction episode. So
2: many of his letters start with, why didn't you answer my previous letter?
0: (laughs) Where's my (laughs) elephant?
2: Where's my elephant?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wrote in about the abduction episode and the statues at PNC Park in Pittsburgh. Much of this centered around the bizarre statue of Hall of Fame slugger Ralph Kiner's hands holding a bat and nothing else. Well, you may or may not know. <laughs>
2: even, though there was, even though holding a bat and nothing else is not sexy, <laughs> the phrase and nothing else is yeah. burned into my mind with meaning like nudity. Yeah.
1: Yep. Just uh, anytime I read, uh, long-time reader, first-time writer. <laughs> yeah. But you may or may not know that he passed away this
0: February at the age of 91 after 72 years in baseball as both a player and as an announcer for several decades for my painfully beloved
1: New York Mets. I thought you might be interested to know. Nope. That kind of. <laughs> a touching eulogy on the, this jerk podcast about <laughs> nonsense. Was
0: quite the playboy in his day. And among the women he is known to have dated in the 1950s and 60s were actresses Elizabeth Taylor and Janet Lee.
2: Not to I, mention, ambassador to the UN and former first lady
0: Eleanor Roosevelt. I can only assume he was a more stable bo- boyfriend for Lee than Captain Bennett Marco and the Manchurian candidate.
2: What? Really getting the character and the actor mixed up <laughs> David, there. David
1: last name was But That was the whole that letter? The whole
2: letter. <laughs> you know what? I'm willing to bet that this that this professional ball player, yes, was not a brainwashed veteran struggling with his memories of his of his comrades becoming a murderous
0: assassin. Yeah. So yeah. But thank you all to everyone who wrote in.
1: Um, mm, except nah. for maybe the last one
0: <laughs> but uh, he,
1: kinda,
2: he won me over with the Manchurian Candidate rest- reference now, I was going say Manchurian Candidate yeah. restaurant <laughs> that's
1: a great <laughs> idea why don't you
2: pass the time by having a little solitaire cake <laughs>
1: Uh, I would imagine it'd be like an Asian fusion restaurant, right? Asian yeah. fusion fused like a, with like a Russian, traditional American food.
2: It would be like a Russian Asian styled yet American traditional food. You know, farm to table, of course. Yeah, it, it looks like fresh a fresh Bob
1: Evans, and you go in, and it's all <laughs> Russian and Chinese food. That
2: every table has a pot of hydrangeas on it.
1: Uh,
0: but the last
2: segment, and the waitress. Uh, the, the waitress always kisses you at the end of the meal which is weird because she's your mom <laughs> <laughs> sure. just like in the movie oh what a great movie Dan why don't we watch that
0: I that's a genuinely great movie outside of our purview <sighs> sorry um, but the last segment you yeah. might like this What's if going you want on? to talk about good movies okay this is okay. where we recommend good movies that we've seen so this is where people and turn think that other people should watch them okay so, Elliot, what do you got? What do you got? Well, rec- up?
2: recently I watched a movie called God's Not Dead. Okay, and it really no, opened not. my eyes to the fact that, etc. Anyway, I'd like to recommend. This is, you know, what I owe Dan an apology because here I am about to recommend a movie I
1: saw where in a theater. Mm-hmm. And my you guys own home? are both going to fucking recommend plane nope, movies again. Nope, it's a
2: movie I saw on a plane. I mean, the best oh, movie man, I saw on Closer to
1: heaven, of course. <laughs> the best movie I saw on a plane
0: was the movie that Elliot's about to but recommend. this is a so. movie I wanted to
2: see in the theaters and I just happened to miss it. And luckily it was on a plane when I was... On a on
0: tiny little screen. Mm-hmm. On a tiny little screen. And I made
2: the screen smaller because I used one of those Brazil magnifying glasses, <laughs> but sure. backwards. So instead of making a little screen big, I got a big screen made little. Uh, but the movie I watched was... Jodorowsky's Dune, the oh. documentary story of the ill-fated adaptation of Frank Herbert's Dune by Alejandro Yodorowsky long known as the craziest director that people have heard of. Mm. Uh, and they interviewed a lot of interesting people in it. Uh, they managed to talk to H.R. Geiger before he died. Oh, okay. great. And uh, they talk about, they have some audio recording from Dan O'Bannon, who of course passed away years ago. But they talk about the interesting story about how Alejandro Jodorowsky, who had at that point had a number of successful art films, uh, *El Topo* and *The Magic Mountain* and whatnot, he decided that he was, was going to make. Mountain. Uh, oh yeah, *Holy Mountain*. Sorry, uh, he decided he was going to make. Roasted, <laughs> totally correctified. <Boom>. <laughs> he was going to make an adaptation of the of the book Dune, but he wasn't just going to do a straight adaptation. He was going to make a movie, which, in his words, would raise the consciousness of a generation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he, he came up with all what these. What an ra- asshole! He decided he traveled the world putting but together. He assembled his, like the craziest, greatest this, like team of this people. This team
2: of what he called his warriors, which was like H.R. Geiger and Dan O'Bannon and Pink Floyd and the band Magma and and, uh, yeah, and, <laughs> and, uh, and Mobius, or as he always says it, Moebius. Moebius, yeah, that's... <laughs> John a- Garraud, the Gouraud, the uh, the French comic artist. And also this cast that was never going to be able to stick together, which was made up of David Carradine, Mick Jagger, Orson Welles, and Salvador Dali. And Alejandro Yodorovsky's own son and the part of Paul Atreides. Yeah. And it's that, like, this movie sounds crazy-ates bonkers all the way through, and of course it was never going to happen, but the story of how they... Almost got it put together, and the amount of passion that he put into this uh, this work is really interesting. And they show you a number of shots of this book that they had printed and bound, which is the entire script and storyboard of what this movie would be. And the movie makes it sound like there's only a couple copies in existence. They ship they sent copies of all the, of this book to all the studios in Hollywood, and there are almost none left. And like, I haven't wanted to see a book this badly since I first learned about the Codex Serafinianus and since I now own the Codex Serafinianus a copy of it I'm going to have to try to maybe own a copy of this Dune book if it's even possible which it probably isn't but uh, it really made me but think, after that movie came out I was kind of like why, don't why not we print up this book yeah man? why not publish it I mean it's I don't know what kind of niche market it would it would the book would cost like 400 bucks or something yeah, but the like a uh, but it was just like this great look at a movie that I don't know if it really should have been made. It sounds like it would have been insane. And I love the book Dune, and this movie would not have been Dune. But there's also a great moment where, to just spoil <laughs> one thing, where the movie is falling apart. It was
1: Mick Jagger going to play one of the shy Hulud? He was going to play,
2: uh, oh, why can't I remember his name? He was going to play Fade Rotha. Oh. <laughs> Which is pretty good, I don't know, yeah. it's pretty good casting. And Salvador Dali was going to be the emperor of the universe and everything. Sure. But uh, he, there's a moment where the movie has fallen apart and David Lynch's version has come out. And Al- Alejandro Yodorovsky is so distraught because to him, David Lynch, as to all of us, is a great artist. And he's like, oh no, he made this movie. What if he did it better than me? This great artist working with the same material. And his, he doesn't want to see the movie and his family makes him go see it. And he watches it and he is delighted to find that it is the shittiest movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the delight in alejandro yodorovsky's face as he remembers how bad the movie was is it, like his charisma is he's such a
0: charmer he like yeah. he's so charming he's in the movie. so
2: charismatic and charming throughout the movie even as he tells you this crazy nonsense and at one point talks about how it's it was his responsibility as the artist to rape the book dune in order to make his movie like it'd be still charming and charismatic as he's, he's as making he this is, rape metaphor as he is not crazy and saying nonsense yeah so yodorovsky's dune is a it's problem in many ways i think might have been a more entertaining movie than if that version of Dune had gotten made. But.
0: Um, I would like to recommend a movie. I, I recommended a lot of movies uh, uh, last week that uh, were Stephen Sondheim related. And I'm actually okay. going to continue this trend by recommending a movie called The Last of Sheila. Uh, oh, okay. From 1973. It's on DVD now, right? Yeah, which is the only movie uh, written by Stephen Sondheim and the only movie written by Anthony Perkins. And um, it stars such a 1970s cast. It's got Richard Benjamin, James Coburn, James Mason, Diane Cannon, Joan Hackett, Ian McShane, and Raquel Welch. Uh, Ian McShane is not... Well... Uh, seven,
2: I mean, the guy had a great career in no I'm,
0: I'm just saying, like, the, the, the uh, amalgam the of the people. Oh, okay, I can see that. Uh, but this is uh, an interesting movie. It's one of these sort of, like, puzzle box... Um, Drawing room kind of mysteries, uh, even though it's set sort of mostly on a boat, not a drawing room, uh, where
2: boats can have uh, James
0: Coburn's wife has died many years before, and he uh, invites all these people to a party where he is going to play this game where it becomes clear over time that maybe he's trying to suss out who murdered his wife years before. Um And it's just one of these uh, sort of, like, very pleasurable, like, puzzle box films. And it's kind of interesting. I feel like there was this time in the 70s and early 80s where this kind of came back into fashion. They're making movies of this, like, much older type of, Mm -hmm. like, you had um, Sleuth, you had... uh, Death Trap, which also starred Diane Cannon, who was in this movie. You had, uh, like, the Murder on the Orient Express film with Albert Finney. You had things making fun of that, like uh, Murder by Death. And it's kind of weird that, like... And Death Trap, to a certain extent. Yeah. But it's kind of... I think it's kind of funny that there was, like, this really, like, trend during that period towards, like, these uh, very, like, puzzle box-style drawing room mysteries that was really, like, a type of entertainment that became popular (laughs) (laughs) decades before... Um, but it's a, in addition to being that kind of film, it's also kind of a fun snapshot of 1970s Hollywood and a parody uh, and satire of 1970s Hollywood. And it's just, uh, a, an enjoyable film. So and I recommend The Last that. of Sheila, Sheila. And you don't have to go on a plane to see that one, right? No, you do not. Awesome. You probably could not. I don't know any plane that would be showing sure
2: that. Maybe, maybe Stephen Maybe you can request it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh and Garcon,
2: okay. <clears throat> I would like to request The Last of Sheila. Uh,
1: I'm going to recommend a little movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Is it small? Kind uh, of. It's get? called
2: The Borrowers.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going to recommend, uh, recommend a movie called The One I Love. Microcosmos. Uh, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> My, uh, My so I'm going to recommend goodness. the one I love. Uh, it's a movie about a, uh, a couple that is struggling. They have lost some of their spark. The couple's mm-hmm. played by Mark Duplass and Elizabeth Moss. And, uh, I on, smell
2: mumblecore.
1: And on a, uh, yeah, it's a theme Dude, for another, me, I guess. Another trend, yeah, man. Um, um, yeah, really yeah, drinking it. buddies last week. After, uh, on a little bit of a recommendation from uh, their therapist, they they go off on a weekend alone together and then it starts to get a little bit weird, and it's in a way it feels a little bit like a Twilight Zone kind of made long, made movie length. And uh, I guess for some folks, um, the like Call the it twist. The uh, wait, what? Slingbling? What the yeah. fuck is that, dude? <laughs> sling
2: Slingbling? Sling no. Is that the? Is that like the the Wayans brothers parody of Slingblade?
0: <laughs> Shit! Yeah. It's an offensively gay character <laughs> who like <laughs> sleeps
1: in a sling. <laughs> Slingbling. Uh, so I don't know. Like, it's it's kind of a little movie. I feel it's great because the performances are really impressive. Mark Duplass is great, and Elizabeth Moss is amazing. Um, and I, if if you like little, like if you like Twilight Zone style twists, I totally recommend it.
0: All right, I feel like that was a really solid group of uh, yeah. offbeat recommendations. Yeah, yeah. a, big, a yeah. big
1: meaty selection of recommendations to go with their dessert. God's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'll leave you, the listener, to
0: speculate wildly about what. Might come up in small timber next time. And if
1: you're one of those, uh, if you're one of those poor listeners who signed on because they, I don't know, love God's not dead and just listen to every podcast that talks about it. This, this, this doesn't <laughs> exist. And, if, and you've made it this far. Uh, wow, cool! You have walked through the line. <laughs> really um, oh, like you a can more un- more you can unbuckle your seatbelt it. now. I know it's been a wild ride. Yeah, a little bit bumpy. Don't worry, we're all going to hell. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Not me. We've talked about Marvel Comics, D&D and shit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand that. why
2: you're trying to win people over. Like, just listen to this. <laughs> oh, 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 or sum
0: up just what listen happened. The, listen to, <laughs> we listen all to heard it. Episodes.
2: Yeah. We've all been here. <laughs> We've been here the whole time.
0: That's the twist. We've been here <laughs> so is
2: recording this, the episode. Is this, is this the Flophouse <laughs> version of like at the end of a TV show when over the credits they show you stills from the episode you just watched? <laughs> all of us laughing and high five each other? Because if so, I'm in. This is, the, this is the end of an SNL episode where I was just on stage hugging and having a great time. Somebody plays the saxophone and yeah. G.E.
1: Smith wails on the guitar. Mm-hmm. And people awkwardly decide whether or not they should hug the backup members of the <laughs> the band. <Yeah.
0: laughs> they can get very grabby. Alright, well uh, for the Flop Eyes, I've been Dan McCoy.
1: I've been Stuart Wellington.
0: And
2: I'll continue to be Elliot Kalen even when you stop listening.
0: Good night, everyone. Nailed it.
1: But so not right now. We're talking about a movie? Are we going to do this podcast what? that we do? Probably not. It's been a while. Why okay. would we do that?
0: Okay. Okay,
2: and then I guess I'll go home. No, wait. But <laughs> having wasted two hours on
1: God's Not Dead. <laughs> this was a prank on you. Oh. Roasted. We're not recording till next week.